and welcome to another episode of Through the Web, where we talk about tech, business, and all things internet. And I'm Dagogo. And I'm Tosif. <coughs> Let me clear my throat. Uh, how are you going? I'm good. Lots of bees around the area. <laughs> yes, uh, we're next door to a club, actually. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's, we're filming at night, so if you hear some bass thumping. It's 9pm on a Thursday night, and uh, it's pumping in the neighbourhood. Literally. <laughs> quite, li- quite literally. Quite literally. Uh, but this week is going to be a different, uh, different episode. Uh, not really different, more so a, a quick, short one, uh, because we just have um, a few plans in terms of uh, going to Sydney next week, mm-hmm. um, and just have a few interviews lined up. So hopefully, you'll see a few different people. Yourself getting invited to speak at a conference by mm-hmm. ABC. Yes, Australian Broadcasting Corporation. That is. Uh our state-funded, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, state-funded media <laughs> company, one of the two that we have in Australia. So, What's the um, other one? SBS. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, I should have known. Yeah. Please don't revoke my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, that'll be interesting. Um, it'll be a bit of a combination of the old guard of the media landscape and the newer guard, which is social media slash YouTube and all the uh, Instagram and all of that. A few people from that sphere meeting with a lot of the people who make the ABC work. So we're just kind of seeing what common ground there is and learning things from each other. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, so we don't have a lot of uh, new updates in terms of tech news that's happened around the world. But uh, we thought as part of this episode, we will review some of the comments in the last episode uh, or the last video of, of Cold Fusion that came out this week. And it's about uh, the live internet theory. <laughs> Why do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. It's internet theory. Um, obviously, it's about, for those who have watched it, they know what's, what it's all about. But for those who haven't, you want to give a quick, I don't know, quick okay. breakdown. So basically, it was about this uh, individual online who made a post on a forum. And he was essentially saying that he was noticing some oddities when browsing the internet. Um, It seemed like a lot of the posts on social media platforms were repeated. Uh, It also seemed like a lot of the people online were acting weirdly or behaving weirdly. And he put it down to there being uh, the majority of internet users and internet traffic is actually the work of bots. Mm. And he goes a step further and not just says that, but he says that these bots are being used by, um, I guess... uh, a small group of people to control the populace in uh, how they react and how they behave, control their emotions, also to sell fake products um, and to just generally shape society in a certain way. Um, and that's the long and short of it. Uh, when it came out on the internet as, as a theory that was uh, posed by, by this person, um, it was almost brushed aside to be a conspiracy theory at that time. But I guess your stance was more that because of AI now, um, or widespread. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> widespread use of generative AI. Uh, we'll see more of 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 this. So what was perhaps once a conspiracy theory might turn out to be more but, but, and more but true. But the thing is, in a way, he was right even back then because the share of bots on the internet was rivaling humans. But the thing was, it was a lot of it was actually just because of web crawlers and mm-hmm. different, I guess, hard uh, hardware backend stuff that makes the internet work essentially so you kind of need bots but then the the growing proportion 
uh, was actually the work of malicious bots. These are scams and whatnot. But then the, I guess the newest section is where the generative AI comes in. And that's, again, it can be scams, but it can just be literally fake profiles, fake people, but they can actually have conversation and not be outed so quickly as AI. And that, I think that's where it gets the most dangerous. It would just be flooded with all this AI content. It can uh, trick algorithms, say on YouTube or any other social media platforms. You don't even know what's real or what's not. Where do brands find value? Mm -hmm. Internet traffic may be less meaningful in the future. So that's where I see it becoming a problem. Yeah. And I think for uh, a lot of the the comments as well, it just seems like, you know, they they took, some of them took it as, as a joke. Uh, that you know, cold fusion is a bot, and one of the comments here that's by, by leading indicators like cold fusion is the most convincing bot on the on the interweb. Respect. <laughs> so uh, I guess <laughs> you know we, we've addressed this so many times <laughs> in the podcast before that uh, we're yes indeed bots. <laughs> but but jokes aside, um, there were also a few others pointing how uh, some of the things you mentioned may uh, may not necessarily be agreed by uh, by by a lot of people. And, and one of the things that a lot of people were, were, were pointing towards were, was the fact that you mentioned about the, you know, the, the mustache twirlers kind of thing and how you mentioned that it's not necessarily plausible for a few entities to to run the entire internet. Uh, do you want to, I guess, dive deeper yeah, into why you said we, that? Here we go. So um, I actually, there was a bit in the script that I took out. Once again, this always happens, where, where it said, like, it's not a group of moustache twirlers, but I was going to say, like, oh, who knows these days? It, very, it, it could be, but I don't know. Yeah. But I took that out. But I, the reason I say it wasn't moustache twirlers is I don't think it's some tightly knit cabal of people that say, okay, this is what we're going to do to the internet and make it go that direction. Like, there may be alliances and groups that form, like, underground, but that's just to make profit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really think it's some conceited, conceited effort to derail society um there is a group of people that do control the internet um just reading about it here uh i think their name is w3c and seven of the staff individuals around the world uh actually all hold different keys and uh together that controls the security of the core of the web according to this article but um so, yeah, there, it does exist. There is a, such an organisation. But I meant it in a nefarious case, not just the fact that there's people that do control it. So, Right. And, and, and I think what people was, was, I guess, not necessarily confusing, but, but mixing up with is how uh, you look at Google and Microsoft and TikTok and whatnot, like all these big name companies, they do have a lot of influence on the internet. But I guess your point was more so that people can just turn it off or take the entire direction to one certain way that they want without anybody noticing kind of thing. I think it was that. Yeah, was that but your... it, it's, okay, so like, yes, say um, YouTube can control how people think because of their algorithms, et cetera, yeah. but I'm, I'm not really talking about that. It's more um, actual bots going around and saying things and actually more, more so in discourse, conversations, etc. Uh, so more along the lines of, say, there was an influence campaign by a foreign government while there was an election going on and there was these fake accounts that were saying all these kinds of stuff. Mm. I'm saying that it's not just one group that does that throughout the world that makes people think a certain way. That's essentially what Right. I mean. In terms of a few other comments, at Azaria one said, let's be honest, when you go on Twitter and see how bad some people's opinions are and how they act, it does make you wonder if they can actually exist in real life. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I highlighted this one, or at least it stuck out to me, because the comment section underneath that comment was 
usually one group of people from one political line side saying that yes exactly that's how the other side is right. so both sides are saying the exact same thing but the common in itself is pretty much agnostic yeah. they're saying oh, like when you look at someone on the internet so, it's are, so are, true are, are some people saying oh liberals are like this or conservatives <laughs> are like oh wow so, so okay. anybody who's thinking uh, looking at it it's like yeah you're right it's probably thinking about the other, <laughs> the other other side, right. not just politically, but but in any any case, right? right? Yeah. So I thought that was a very interesting. It's, comment. it's like everyone but me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, or somebody who's exactly the opposite yeah. um, of me. Uh, another comment from at JJ SI four QH said that I've noticed um, Google getting progressively less helpful and all articles are either an ad for something or so poorly written that it might actually be written by a dumb human or a dumb bot. Either way, it's become useless to search for things anymore. Mm. What's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, that's been a trend that's been going on for a while and it's just called SEO keyword stuffing where it's people that find keywords that trend well and then they just stuff their web page with it so it hardly makes any sense but still ranks highly. And um, sometimes now they're actually using, using AI to just automatically do that. So, um, yeah, that's going to get worse. But he's right. That, that is a thing. Um, a lot of comments were saying that how, that, how they're okay with the internet yeah. being, being I, I this, this much bought. I, I, I was bots. hearing yeah, whispers of that in the comments where it's like, well, who cares? Like, yeah, exactly. and, and also some were like, yeah, given that they prefer more bots. Uh, what, what do you mean of that? It's not what the internet was initially designed for. The internet was a way to... Well, the internet was designed for a lot of things, but I'm talking about, like, you know, in our modern sense. But it's for people to communicate, talk, find information, find ideas, um, yeah, connect with people. But if it's all bots, what would that look like? Imagine if in every interaction that you had online, three out of four of them weren't human. I don't know. I don't think I'd be, like... I don't think that would be that great. It just kind of feels like a desolate wasteland where it's like, oh, another human, great. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think it's a strange stance, but that's, that's just... <laughs> it's, again, going back to, to uh, this, this question I had asked you before all this AI stuff again, is that um, if you didn't know any better that these are either humans oh, or the, bots. The, the, was it the, the example mu- the of music? the musician yeah, thing yeah. Um, where I asked you who, who was your favorite musician and you said our band, you mentioned... Uh, American football. American football at that time anyway. And I asked you if you found out that they were all AI. And I said, um, yeah, it would change mine. It, it would yeah. change your, your, uh, the way you consume or how you interact with their, with their work. But in, in, in this case where, you know, if suddenly some... This is confirmed that you know what that it, all the stuff that you do interact with, or majority of it, is all bots. Uh, how, how does that also impact? impact same you? same kind of same feeling kind of because feeling, yeah. if you're, it's more poignant with art. Like if you're trying to connect with something and then you find out that it's not human, then it's it's a weird feeling of like you've almost been lied to. But if we're talking about conversations. The things that are saying this in, in terms of l- large language models, they have no opinion, really. They don't actually know what they're saying. It's just putting one word in front of another to appear pleasing to humans. So you're kind of talking to nothing in a way. Um, I don't know if that's too heavy-handed because I guess you know some people might fun- find comfort in talking to something that can reaffirm them, make them feel good. So I guess I'm not putting any shade on those people, but... 
um, I guess the reality of it when you're looking at it, it's not an entity that you're yeah. you're speaking with. So, I mean, to, to my last point, uh, there's an, there's another comment that I want to bring up. It's by Laurie Penner three five zero. It says, "Hot take: If you've got a friend you've only talked to online, and they live too far away to meet in person, and you get value and enjoyment from this friendship, does it really matter if they're a human or an AI?" And I just want to quickly read through some of the comments already. There's only a few. Yeah. Um, somebody said, "You know, only, the only downside of that relationship is that only one party will create." physical interaction eventually um, the other person said and the months down the line when they start subtly dropping in opinions or conversation topics in order to nudge your political views what happens then um, another person says yes it matters because we now live in a world where none of the real people in our vicinity can be trusted our existence is in continuous mortal peril uh, and somebody also said that yes it matters do you really want to be friends with the propaganda machine <laughs> um, so, so overall, it, it, you know, I guess there's two sides to, to it. And, and sometimes I understand that stance where it's like, if, if, it, if you're not really seeing them physically, talking to them via phone or anything, and even that doesn't matter anymore, right? Mm. Um, does, does it really matter? And I guess your point there, if somebody finds a bit of comfort, it's fine. But if it's designed to be a propaganda machine, I think that's where <laughs> <laughs> it does become worrisome. Yeah, um, and I guess there, there is always that risk. It's a strange risk, but say if OpenAI, I don't know, turned evil one day and said, hey, we're going to suddenly, in, in all of our APIs, we're going to suddenly push people towards this uh, way of thinking, they could do that. And, you know, we don't know. But it's, it's just, that's almost on paranoia, getting towards that. that and, and I've got to ask, uh, of, of course, with the widespread use of generative uh, AIS recently as over the last six to 12 months. I mean, you've always been getting people, you know, because you don't show your face, um, or at least you haven't been showing your face for a long, long time uh, when the videos were getting more popular in your channel. You were very uh, meticulous in how you, you know, scripted your, your words and how, how you narrated. Even back then, you'd probably get comments that, oh, this is probably just AI-generated, right? Um, but how much of that has multiplied over the last six to 12 months in comparison? Um, well, it's strange because in the videos where I talk about AI, maybe a thousand percent yeah. but, or more, but in the videos where I don't talk about AI, um, maybe, yeah, it's quite rare. Like hardly anyone notices it. So I, I kind of think it's almost like a, a reflection of the video. It's like what people... Okay, interesting. Are, so you yeah. don't think it's not, it's, it's not necessarily the the state we're in in terms of our awareness uh, in terms of uh, not, not exactly like it's it's definitely if you were to compare it's definitely higher yeah. than it used to be but it's you know three or four comments in a regular video but then right. when it's on AI it's every, every Cause, second because this video had a lot but, it, but I think that's more so because it's uh, positioned as, as a bot thing because there's one comment that says um by, by Alexander H2720. Got to ask, has Cold Fusion and Dagogo been replaced by an AI voice generator? He puts emphasis on words extremely weirdly. <laughs> and, and, and someone replied, it's obvious the narrator's voice is synthetic and the name Dagogo sounds fake. You wonder why he never appears on any videos on this channel. Um, shout out to at AutoHMAE. Uh, he replied, he actually has a podcast. So thank you, Auto. HMA <laughs> for for recognizing that we do exist and Dagogo is a, an actual human being. Uh, and no, he you know, not. today I was I was looking at a, a long script I had, and I was just like, how nice would it be if I didn't have to talk? <laughs> if I could just put this into the system and it does it all for me. But I was like, I don't. It'll take me. I don't think I'll ever do that. Yeah, just getting the cadence right and. Yeah. Um, 
just the delivery of it. But it's funny that people still, regardless of it, I mean, the fact that some people are thinking, and I think that's because of the subconscious of how much you know, AI can AI, do. AI yeah. can do, and the generative AI yeah. has, has popped off but over it, the last few years. It's almost like maybe, the, months, the, maybe the capabilities are overestimated by that group of people. They, they think that everything they see could be AI. So yeah. It's like they're always on the lookout. It's like, is this AI? Is that AI? Watch out. Like, but it's, yeah, in reality, when you do see something that's completely AI generated at this stage, it's quite easy to, to determine. Oh, no, for sure. Um, one other comment uh, is by Robert Beiser3315. Uh, it says, this is the second death of internet that I've heard of. The other one is the fact that most hyperlinks are dead as are most of the servers that back them. It's called link rot. Do you want to uh, Yeah, so it's a phenomenon where it's essentially where the internet, obviously it's built off hyperlinks. You go from one web page to another, but over time, some of the servers go down. It's just basically entropy, the decay of the internet mm. that naturally happens. And I think it was one department in the US government, I can't remember which one, but yeah, uh, there's, there's quite a few links even there dying because it's just so old. Um, so... It's, we think the internet is forever, but that's actually not really the case. Uh, I guess when you get closer to the big companies like using Google software or something, that's going to stay around. But if it's just a regular hyperlink that relies on other third parties or whatever, then, yeah, it, it tends to die after a while. Right. Uh, well, that's all the comments we selected to, to discuss as this part of the, of the episode. Uh, I know this is a bit different to what we usually do, sticking the, the comments out at the start of the video. Um, but, you know, let us know what, what you think of it, just interacting with some of these comments, um, just trying to have some of the conversations and the, the real human being behind the videos uh, respond to these comments. Um, Error. Uh, Error. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as a large language model. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Let, let us know, um, and of course, uh, you know we'll keep the rest of the show as is. Uh, we don't have a lot of uh, news this week, but I will start off with one which is very related to the video you just covered, and could very well be another video coming up for you. Mm, right, so, so me. this one is about a social media startup called IRL which was at one point valued at $1.2 billion. But now, according to the information, it's shutting down after an internal inv investigation found out that it's got a staggering 95% of its users were automated or from bots. Sheesh. 95%. Wow. Uh, according to the report, app founder and CEO Abraham Shafi repeatedly claimed over the course of several years that the app boasted roughly 20 million users. <laughs> the company raised nearly $200 million Dollars from the likes of SoftBank's Vision Fund and Peter <laughs> Thiel's and, and Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, uh, following a series of reports about the information, which questioned the app's advertised number of users, um, the company's board of investor, investors um, suspended Shafi and launched an investigation. Ultimately, revealed that IRL user figures were almost entirely fudged. As a result, the app is to shut down entirely and the, comp and the capital is to return to its investors. Okay. Um, based on these findings, the spokesperson told that a majority of the shareholders concluded that the company's uh, going forward prospects are unsustainable. So, a repeat of Charlie Javis, again. Um, but I'd love to know, how, how did they... I guess, not find out for so long? And how do they end up finding it? It's not I mean, stated, it's I not mean that's where your video comes in. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's fascinating. I think 
maybe we'll be seeing more of this stuff and it'll it's be a, and it's it's on a much bigger scale in child yes, service it is because 20 it million is. users to to create one, that yeah one point something billion they wanted well, yeah well, 1.2 val- billion was was it was the yeah. valuation and 20 million users 95% of which was fake, fake yeah that yeah. is an extraordinary amount yeah so it's i don't know these people that do this how do they sleep at night it's it's like you have this elephant on your back <laughs> and I'm sure this has been going on for a while. Like, they had all this time to cash out. They just didn't. But not that I'm encouraging that, I'm just saying. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it's just, it, it's insane to think about. Um, but, but that wouldn't matter, right? Like, because once they do get leave the country, out, <laughs> and you're just putting an idea. No extradition <laughs> treaty. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's wild. I, I haven't heard about that one, so. Yeah, I mean, I only found out about it um, this week as well. Okay. So maybe a potential video. Yeah, sure. Who knows? Uh, another story that came out um, again as a sad one in, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, senior citizen whose restaurant equipment business took a hit during the pandemic invests entire life savings into cryptocurrency, only to discover that the side that he used was entirely fake. Um, he was 7-year-old Norm Lansman decided to invest in crypto through a platform called Spirebit, which he found through an Instagram ad. Um, he initially put in $500, and within weeks. Uh, the dashboard told him that the money had doubled, and soon after, um, he was convinced to invest more and more, ultimately putting his entire life savings of $340,000 into the side. Um, when he logged into Sparbit, he saw a very compelling fake platform that looked like money was being deposited, but unfortunately, um, that money has gone, uh, even though it looked like it was growing. Very sad story. And uh, I don't think um, it's, again, an un- uncommon story with the side of uh, cryptocurrency. Maybe this is one that CoffeeZilla needs to get on. Definitely. Yeah, I-, I think you have to be careful with that stuff. Like, he's a 70-year-old man. He's not going to really know the ropes of what to look for on the internet. Yeah. But, yeah, just in general, you have to find a place that's reputable. Uh, obviously, a, a big name that everyone knows. Not something like FTX. But <laughs> and there's the thing. You can't even know what's a big name anymore. What, Binance? Nope. Yeah, that's I mean, just... Binance still floating around despite it's, being it is. pulled by SEC. It is. But maybe maybe the way to go is private keys and wallet. Yeah. Just, just hold your own. FTX recovered uh, some billion dollars in, in assets. Right. You, you saw that? No, I didn't. I yeah, didn't. it happened okay. this week as well. Uh, uh-huh. Again, I don't know what where that story is going. But again, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if um, SBF just came out with another version of the <laughs> nah, he's company. Done for. Apparently, um, they weren't paying tax. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, then, then that's it. <laughs> his, yeah, you don't well, pay tax, you, that's yeah, it. That's it, it, it and, the IRS, you don't yeah. want to mess with that. <laughs> so yeah, he's over. Right. Um, other than that, obviously, we saw Elon Musk getting ready. And you sent me the thing I hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was what like, with, with, with Lex, Lex Friedman. Friedman. Yeah, it's man, it's just wild, right? Like, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, at what timeline is this? Really, it just doesn't yeah, make like, sense. So, so we got this podcaster who's um, what half Russian, half Ukrainian. Yeah, he he uh, is just had the most flat effect. He, he just seems like a robot. But then he's interviewing all these billionaires one of them has a rocket company the other one like basically owns social media and then they want to fight in a cage and then this podcaster guy is like training (laughs) training elon you see them scrapping on the floor he writes like a little blurb saying how impressed he was with elon's strength and we were totally wrong 
Well, like Elon's gonna like flabby. Yeah. He's gonna not not. I, I was surprised looking at those pictures. Yeah, uh, that you know how how well he held held himself against Lexus. Lexus is not you know he apparently trains mm. regularly as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that was a surprise uh, to see that, and it means that Elon's serious. We would just, we just thought it was a tweet and that's it, but yeah. it seems like a serious according to these pictures and and what Lex said. So. Fights on. Apparently, um, Elon's mother was saying <laughs> he doesn't want him to play. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want him to get go outside after dark. Yeah, and then Elon's like, "Stop it, mom! You're embarrassing me in front of my Twitter friends." It's like, who? Come on, what is I, happening honestly, here? One of the, literally one of the most powerful men in the world. Yeah, just uh, yeah. On his own, like his mom's embarrassing him on, his, on the social media platform he owns. He owns. <laughs> it's it, it actually is is is, uh, is incredible, uh, but. Uh, you know what? I can already see the the memes and the reactions. Uh, if it does go ahead, right? Yeah, different different moments during the fight. Different moments during yeah. the fight. The overall reactions, like you know, the world's bur- burning down. Everything, everything's falling apart in here. We're paying to see billionaires <laughs> fight. Get, kind of thing. Get, get entertainment. Um, and yeah, and and it's like you know, so many people despise these two. Some people would like seeing them getting uh, punched. Some people would like to see them in a submarine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that meme as well. Oh, there you go. So there's there's that. Um, other than that, uh, have you seen the Google Pixel Fold reactions? I have. I have. Bezels. Galore. Yeah, and apparently there's like uh, debris coming out, and, and um, once you uh, close it up, it uh, has like some, some scratch coming out from the from the OLED display, or or just getting into the OLED display from within within the within the phone itself. Um, Huh? Yeah. So, so, so wait. So let me get this straight. So the phone is open. You close it a few times or whatever, and, and then, then there's like some little parts of the phone itself that's just come, that comes off, off and almost then like, damages, almost like dust and, and damages the screen. Sc- yeah. Ouch. I that's know. not a good launch, man. That is not a good launch. Um, yeah. So I guess it kind of goes to show that folding phones are hard. Yeah. They're, they're hard to design. People, you know, may t- like to clown on them and, and give these companies a hard time when things go wrong. But at this stage, what, folding, folding phones have been around for like four years um, and Google tries their hand after watching what the market's done and still has a blow up like this. But the thing is, was that a widespread problem that you were seeing or was it just... A, a lot of people, yeah. Okay. Um, but then there was what, within the first day of the launch? It's not like the manufacturing is going to change in no, that time. No, so, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, like all the reactions. I think MKB did a video as well. I haven't seen that video. He did. Um, and he was, yeah, he was. You saw that video? Yeah, okay. relatively positive about okay, it. Except he said there was some software issues, well, not issues, but things that could have been done better. Yeah. Um, I think his main one was the front and back screen. They're mirrored instead yeah. of having like a different, you know, and that's a fair point. I think like what was the point? Yeah. Why do that? Um, but yeah, so that that's not good for Google. I think, yeah, maybe next time they can come around and do it better. Right, and um, the last quick update of this um, episode is that Facebook's, um, well, Meta has launched a virtual reality subscription service, uh, and it's going to be priced at seven point nine nine a month. Or <laughs> I'm just laughing at Google's reaction. <laughs> Uh, he's just you know throwing up his hands in the air for those who are who are just listening here. Uh, so it's going to cost like seventy nine point nine nine a month or sixty dollars for an annual subscription. Um, and basically, I'll just read through uh, you know Mark Zuckerberg's comments that we're seen as a metaverse company, and I want to anchor our work and our identity on what we're building towards. And yeah, it's just going to be a service that allows the Meta Quest Plus service. <laughs> 
What is it to <laughs> like? It's just I don't know. If it's if it's to Horizon Worlds or something, <laughs> their own staff don't even want to use that program. They want to push it down people's people's mouths for seven dollars a month. I I don't know. Like it depends on what the service is. If it's some amazing Unreal Engine six like crazy thing, that's cool. But otherwise, I don't know. I think Mark's a bit confused. His AI one minute. Metaverse the next minute. <laughs> and then the other minutes planning to fight Elon. Yes. <laughs> so do you have any, like, do you... I'm um, subscription game service for the Quest 2 called Quest Plus. It's so things, it's like, almost yeah. like a, yeah, it's content. It's like a netflix kind of thing. Um, I don't know. Good luck to him. Let's just get it. Test it out. Let's just get it tested out between us and, uh, and report back. I think that's probably the best way to find out. Look, yeah, I can't knock it until I've tried it, but uh, I'm awfully tempted to. For um, trading two seats to the 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 ringside fight. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so we buy and test it out, uh-huh. and in return, Zuckerberg takes us to the ringside to watch him. Okay, I'll do it in that case. Yeah. Elon Musk, yeah. Oh, see. Okay. So and, and wait, 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 wait. What wait. about it? It 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 gets displayed there. Would you yeah, get it then? Yeah, 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 I would. Okay. But you said yeah. Zuckerberg beats Musk. Is that your bet? I'm not betting. I'm not a betting man. Uh, but I think if Zuckerberg... If you were. Yeah, I think okay. Zuckerberg If you were to bet in the metaverse. Okay. Um, all right, that's a good... I have to, I have to look over the stats again to, <laughs> to reassess. I, I, don't watch, I don't watch much, much UFC, so I can't really well, get into I, I think this is far from the UFC. Yeah. But thanks for watching. That was a bit of a different one, something a little uh, bit quicker. So hopefully you, hopefully you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you again soon for the next time. Cheers. Cheers.